Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The following content is not suitable for children. Shock and awe. Let's get into the details of sex, Lori. Woo, okay. Let's go. Welcome to Foreplay Radio, Couples and Sex Therapy. I'm Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fallon, your couples therapist. And we are passionate about talking about sex and helping you develop a way to talk to each other. Our mission is to help our audience develop a healthier relationship to sex that integrates the mind, the heart, and the body. All right. I think most of us grew up not talking about the details of sex. If we do, it's like, well, we had sex last night. It was good. Very vague. So mm -hmm. much of the therapy field is moving towards specificity, right? The more specific you get, the more detailed you get, the more alive it is, the more power you have, the ch more choices you can make. Mm -hmm. Why we can not create... apply that to the bedroom? Yeah. We got to get therapists to talk about the details and we got to get couples to talk about the details so that they know how to resolve whatever isn't working with between the two of them. This is what we do in therapy, right? We want to get better. We watch videos, play by play, moment by moment, break it down. This is where you can see there's so many choices. There's so much happening, right? We want to help couples and therapists be able to go play by play during the sexual act to really empower couples to kind of have more choice and agency in their relationship. Exactly. And in therapy, obviously during the assessment, you talk about history and all kinds of stuff, but eventually I need to know what it looks like in the bedroom. Like, what are they doing? You know, why doesn't it go well? You know, I, I want to just like hear them talk about maybe an average experience and then maybe an experience that doesn't go so well between the two of them. Or maybe a, you know, a great experience, a time that they really hit it off and they were in sync. And I want to ask, you know, what did it look like? What, what was he doing? What was she doing to you? What, what were you feeling in your body? All of that. Beautiful. We want to get, what does it look like the foreplay, the preplay? What builds it up? What does the act like? look like what is the afterglow right the whole process we want to build the context get color vivid pictures right we're not voyeuristic <laughs> we're not trying to get turned on by their story we're trying to kind of see moment by moment what works what's the gas pedals what doesn't work what are the possible breaks exactly it's just like in the emotional cycle you know when we're finally attuned to what was said, what the trigger is, what they felt when they saw that trigger or their partner said something to them that triggered them. It's the same sort of thing in the sexual cycle. If we can know the details, then we can mm -hmm. kind of know exactly where it goes wrong. I mean, so many couples make love and they have sex. They don't really talk about it and they don't know what happened, you know, the moment before their partner pulled away or bef when their partner says no they're, they're not really sure why that is happening. Exactly. I, I want to repeat that word trigger because that's the essence of what we're talking about. Okay. A trigger is 
some kind of cue, some kind of something externally, a word, a facial expression, a movement that that hits a raw spot, something within a person, right? A, a sensitivity that sets off a physiological response. So there are lots of things out there. My wife might say lots of things, but something specific that she says, she might say like, you're late again. And those three words, late, <laughs> you're late again, like that hits me somewhere, right? And s- mm-hmm. so we, we really do a good job with this in conversations, but we really haven't been trained how to do this in sexual conversations. And why not? These triggers of gold, they've given us such good information about who we are and what's happening in our relationship. And we're particularly thinking right now of the trigger as a negative thing, as something that sets off the cascade of the negative cycle mm-hmm. in the at least in this episode that's how we're thinking about it so i remember a guy who he was going down on his wife and he looked up and she had this grimace on her face and so he stopped got out of bed was angry what he had seen was something some look on her face and he told himself she doesn't like this i'm doing it wrong Like inside him, he felt rejected. Mm -hmm. You know, they never talked about it until they came to therapy. When they came to therapy, she's like, no, I I was just like enjoying it. I let my face go the way it would go. I, you know, I I didn't, I didn't know why you stopped. I, I thought I had, you know, wasn't getting aroused fast enough and you were getting bored and you just got out of bat. And then I didn't know why you were so angry. You know, I really never, they never talked about it. Yeah, And it was actually, she was enjoying pleasure and she was being uninhibited and letting her face kind of squinch up as women do. And, you know, he just didn't know what it meant. And so he misinterpreted the trigger and it caused this whole reaction inside of him. And the two of them were blocked from each other from this important act. He never went down again. Mm. You know, this, they came to see me years later and it's like, ooh, you know, and, and oral sex, of course, was important to her, but. She didn't, she thought he didn't like it. You know, she didn't know why he stopped. So they both made assumptions about that moment. They did. Yeah. They had no way of talking about it. Right. Exactly. So it makes me think of a couple I was working with last week. And how, when you first ask, well, can you tell me what, what's happening in the bedroom? I really want to understand what it looks like. Like if I was a camera watching this thing, what would I see trying to get into the details? And there are couples always like, well, what are you talking about? Like it, it was good. It was like in trying to help them understand this is what we're looking for. Triggers aren't just bad. Sometimes your partner says exactly the right thing at exactly the right time. And that like lights you up in a good way. Like mm-hmm. why not know what that is, right? These, these triggers that really are, are, are set off this powerful cascade. Okay, so, so that's the the positive way, right? It, you're right. It can a trick can be positive, but right. then what happened? Well, as we're getting the buy-in to talk about it, they talk about he he said it was good, and I'm like, all right, well, let's get clear on what good is. You know, what what does it happen? Who makes the first move? You know, and they're in bed, and she actually reaches over, and and she scratches his back, and then he turns towards her, and they start kind of looking at each other, and he gives her a kiss, and she responds. So, all right, so you know, four plays kicking off, both of them seeing get engaged, both of them are you know feeling good about the experience. Then they go into touching each other and getting aroused. I think she goes down on him, gives him oral sex. He loves that. So now he's he's hard, right? And mm-hmm. I think she's getting turned on by giving him oral sex. 
So again, everything's green light. We're looking good here. So then, you know, he gets on top of her and they start to have intercourse. And I'm like, all right. So you can see as he's talking about it, like this thing is, it is really working well. And then all of a sudden he's like, you know, and, you know, intercourse was, was okay. And, and, you know, and then I had an orgasm. I don't think she had an orgasm. And like, you know, we kind of, I finished and then we say goodnight. And I'm like, something <laughs> seemed like it, it was really builded. And all of a sudden, like, it went, wah, wah. Like, something happened. What, what happened there? Like, what happened that was just okay in intercourse? We need to get into the specifics. Yeah. Right? So he tells yeah. me, all right, so we're having intercourse. I'm looking at her. And then she closes her eyes. And he's like, I like seeing her eyes. So, you know, I like seeing what's happening. Mm. And then she turns her head. And she kind of moves, you know. Wait, side. talk into the mic. You don't turn your head. Well, I'm getting into the scene <laughs> myself. So she turns her head, closes her eyes, and he's like, she's not into it. Ah. Uh. Right? And then he starts to, you know, he's into it. He's looking for her response. He's trying, and he's not getting a lot of response back. Uh-huh. So then he's like, all right, well. I better, I better finish. I better, you know, she's not having fun here anymore. And oh. I, I got to have my orgasm quick. So again, now he has pressure on him to try to have an orgasm. And then mm -hmm. he does have an orgasm. He's just relieved that he had an orgasm. You know, you can see how they, they get disconnected in this moment. And you would have never known that trigger if you had not talked specifically about what actually happened in bed. Exactly. I mean, he would have just said, yeah, it was okay. You know, I mean, you would have never known. And then we can't help them and figure out what's going on. So so what did he tell himself when she's looking away? He says she's not into it. She's doing it for me. And I, I got a climax quickly because, mm -hmm. you know, she's not into it. And and they don't talk about what she might need or if she wants an orgasm in yeah. another way afterwards. He's already decided she doesn't want anything. So so what does the woman say is happening here? Well, that's the fascinating yeah. part that, you know, she describes starting to get turned on, but needing more time. And it went so quickly to intercourse that it actually hurt. Mm. They had not used any lubrication. He, mm. he doesn't like using a rubber or anything. So he's all turned on. Good for him. And he's, he's ready to go and have intercourse. But actually, it was really painful for her. Mm -hmm. And she's turning to the side to just deal with the pain. I mean, what a loving thing to do. Mm. Like, I know my husband's into it. And I, I really want him to have a good experience. But it's hard to have a good experience when you're in pain. He has no idea that's what's happening for her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, what a miss. That's a huge miss. So she is hurting. So she's just kind of trying to deal with it. And she doesn't want to say to him, hey, grab the lubricant, grab the Uber lube. Yeah. Because she already has decided or he's told her, I don't think, you know, lubricant is necessary or or do did you figure out why he doesn't like lubricant? I, I was really more focused on the pain, uh -huh. right? Which is like, that's pretty important. Right, if you're feeling pain, you, we got to figure out how to communicate that to your partner. Exactly. Right? exactly. Because nobody—it's hard to get turned on when you're you're in pain. Exactly. And, you know, but when he hears about her pain, all of a sudden he's like, "Oh, wait a second! It's not that you're not into me or not wanting sex. It's like you just wasn't right. Your your body wasn't ready for it. You're in pain. I wish I would have known that." 
Mm. Because if I would have known that, we could have done something about that. Mm -hmm. Like, this is where the lack of communication leads two people to faulty assumptions, where both of them wind up feeling further afterwards, right? But that ability to communicate bridges that gap. I think this happens so many times, especially postmenopausally. I mean, you, you started the whole episode with saying she goes down on him. He's hard, right? Mm-hmm. So probably thinking, I need to keep this erection and do something with it. Let's get to intercourse. She's not ready. I mean, she's she started and was assertive with foreplay for him mm-hmm. and maybe doesn't say, ooh, I'm not quite ready and and kind of knows maybe she's he's anxious about keeping his erection, maybe not knowing I'm, you know, It'll be okay because sometimes, right, sometimes it is okay and sometimes she needs a lubricant and sometimes she doesn't and she's not exactly quite sure when and how. Mm -hmm. But she knows she's not very aroused, but she doesn't say, you know, as soon as he tries, right, she doesn't say, let's let's go for it. And that makes sense to me because sometimes you can have intercourse and you're not kind of lubricated on the outside, but you are on the inside. And Mm -hmm. so it's going to be okay in a heartbeat, but it isn't okay and somehow or another, there's this myth about using lubrication means something to him. And she doesn't say, oh, you know what? This is not working. I'm sorry. You know, but I'm in too much pain to really enjoy this. She doesn't assert herself. And George, mm-hmm. just as a sex therapist, I want to say something about that. The problem with pain is pain begets pain. Like if you don't speak up, then the problem is it can you know, your muscles start to react to that and they clench. And so your vagina is smaller. And then over time, there's more pain. It just goes on and on and on. Certainly pain's a problem. Mm -hmm. And if pain could just stop the process for somebody, I think it's a really loving thing to do. If you're experiencing pain and you're just trying to kind of survive it and kind of grunt through it. But if that's going to be your strategy, at least give yourself some some credit where it's going to be hard to be turned on or super engaged when kind of that's what's happening. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Everyone, we certainly know we need to help. This world's a mess and so many people don't know where to turn. It's pretty awesome to have at your fingertips of your phone or your computer a way of just reaching out and not being so alone. BetterHelp is an online therapy that's really tailored to meet the unique needs of every customer. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely in the privacy of your own homes. You can log on to this account at any time. You could make sessions work around your schedule. It's really such a cutting edge way of meeting the needs. The needs for therapy have never been as great as they are today. And we're appreciative to be partnering with BetterHelp to meet those needs. And a special offer to our foreplay radio listeners, get 10% off your first month subscription when you go to betterhelp.com slash foreplay. Don't you think feeling is everything in the bedroom, George? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Uberlube was created with sex in mind and it really reduces friction, which is not good. And it kind of increases that sense of sensation. I I think what is beautiful about it is it lets skin feel skin. Ooh, so good. Not only does it feel good, Lori, but it's good for your body. And it's recommended by doctors everywhere. 
Yes. And it's used by people with sensitivities. I love the bottle. It's clean. It's sophisticated packaging. And it's also, it's produced here in America. It's developed and produced in Chicago. That's a cool thing. But I think what I really want people to get a hold of is this is something they should use at the beginning of the sexual experience and throughout. It makes sex better. Who don't want better sex, Lori? Find Uberlube at uberlube.com with the coupon foreplay for 10% off. We could do a whole episode on pain because there are other people have pains to turn on, right? And it's kind of what what they, you know, it's it's a gas pedal instead of a brake. So maybe yeah, we should be more, more like specific. N- not usually vaginal pain, just for the record. Yeah. But I mean, I, I think also we need to do a whole episode on the fact that in menopause, men and women, you know, are struggling with this. I got to make use of my erection now, you know, and, and men like to come into the event with hard or they like to get hard right away because that triggers all their erotic thoughts and their feelings. And women, it you know, it just takes us longer. And at any old age, it takes us longer. But I think in menopause, it gets rushed because he wants to have intercourse more quickly. And she's like, I am nowhere near that. And so that... That one, George, we have to solve that one. Yeah. You know, I definitely. heard a wisdom for old men. What's three that? Three things you never waste. <laughs> okay, what's that? Or three things you never try. I don't I forget how it goes, but basically, if you get a chance to, to pee, take it. <laughs> don't trust a fart. <laughs> oh, dude. And never waste an erection. <laughs> These are words of wisdom from an old man. Words I ran into. of wisdom. Yeah, don't waste that erection. I think, first of all, yes, every once in a while, maybe if you suffer through and you're like, rats, I I didn't grab the lube, it might be okay, but certainly not as a pattern. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to talk just a second to you about why men would not want to use lubrication. Why do you think there are reasons men don't want to use it? I don't know. I, I mean, I heard one guy say it's too lubricated. And then it's like too slippery. And so then he loses his erection, mm-hmm. you know, and I think also maybe the feeling of, well, I didn't make her wet. And so, you know, somehow or another, I'm failing if she doesn't get wet because I'm touching her. or She's so excited to be with me. So he blames lubrication. You know, you shouldn't need that. We don't need that. Whatever. Trust me, in menopause, you need lubrication, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that education's important. It's not a sign of not being turned on. It's just what your body's producing. And men get that, you know, their ejaculation might not be as strong as they get older. I mean, our body changes and our liquids change. So, you know, Mm -hmm. they just help couples have these conversations. Dryness is not, I'm not turned on. It's just going to take me a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. The example that I was given, I mean, maybe if she took out a vibrator and, you know, they played with that for, you know, a couple of minutes, that might've made all the difference in the world for her to be lubricated and really enjoy the process. But you can't do that if you can't have a conversation about it. Right. And speaking of a conversation, so I was working with a couple and they were describing a sexual encounter. Mm Mm-hmm. And I asked, you know, how was it? And he's like, eh, it was okay. You know, and she says he didn't climax. And we could have just stopped right there and, you know, oh, you you didn't come. Okay. You know, that's a bummer. Uh, but we went into the details and what so, had, 
I want to highlight that because, again, so many therapists and couples, they settle for general labels. Like, oh, you mm-hmm. didn't have an orgasm. It must be hard. Tell me about that. And, and like, they don't go into the details. They never make the trigger come alive. And if you don't make the trigger come alive, people don't know what it is that sets this thing off. So I love that in, in this story, you're saying, whoa, 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 hold on a second. Let's figure this out. What was the trigger that started this off? Exactly, exactly. And, you know, as they start to recount, they actually went into this really playfully. There were good feelings. They were both hot and turned on by each other. And then they're having sexual intercourse and she climaxes. And I said, wow, you know, awesome. That's that's great. And Climax usually, during intercourse. This yeah, is yeah. A, yeah, she's yeah. in that 20 percentile. She that's is. cool. So, and that's a little surprising to me, right? Because so many men love it when she climaxes and it just triggers them to climax themselves. And so I said, so, you know, tell me what you felt when she climaxed. What what were you feeling? And he's like, well, it was good. I knew her body was climaxing, but she didn't say anything and she didn't moan or anything. I just, I could just kind of feel her beneath me climaxing. And I said, mm-hmm. Okay. And even still, I'm thinking, okay, she's probably writhing. She's probably moving. That's still really good. You know, what's the problem? And and finally, he says, you know, for me, verbalization and hearing it is so important. And it's a gas pedal. It's a gas pedal. Right. And when he can't hear from her the noise of climax, he's like, I, I just felt so disappointed that, you know, I started to lose my erection. I was so disappointed in not hearing it. And so he's like, you know, I just kind of stopped because I wasn't going to climax. Damn. I never heard of an orgasm rejecting, but that's what's happening in that moment, Mm. right? Because Mm -hmm. there's no sound to it and his body's anticipating and looking forward. He gets rejected by the silence, even though she's having an orgasm. Right. Damn, what a miss. What right. a miss. And, and so specific, right, to this couple, because, mm-hmm. you know, my assumptions even as a sex therapist would have been, well, that, that's plenty, right? That's, you can feel her beneath you having an orgasm. That's so exciting. I can't, you know, but it, it wasn't, it wasn't enough somehow or another. He was looking forward to this other aspect and not getting it. He just kind of, wah, wah, you yeah. know. Well, I, I want to, again, highlight what you're saying. That's so important because a lot of therapists or partners believe you can talk people out of their triggers. And it usually doesn't work so well to just say, oh, you, you should just be happy. Can't you see? I mean, she had an orgasm. So that's pretty cool. Like, just disregard this emotional trigger. Right? Yes. It's, they're too powerful and they move too fast. Right. So this couple's got some work to do. Right. They got to figure out how to how does he talk about how important that is in a way that respects her experience. You know, is there wiggle room for both of them to kind of do something a little bit differently in these moments? Right. And and for him, it was somehow or another, you know, what he told himself on the inside was she was withholding herself from him, mm-hmm. not letting him in on her verbalization of it was her not letting him in. Right. You know, even though her body was a yes and her body was climaxing, he felt this emotional block in their sexual moment. So Mm -hmm. physiologically, sexually, it was all a go. 
but emotionally he felt blocked from her in some way. I mean, very similar to, I think, what you said in the first example. Yeah. Eye contact for that first man said, everything's good and I'm connected to her. She closes her eyes and he doesn't know it's about pain, but he's blocked. And I think similarly in this example, the man was somehow or another blocked because of the lack of verbalization. And for her, you know, when she described it, she was like, it was awesome. You know, I was so into it. I just pulled into my body and I had this great orgasm. And, you know, I kind of learned growing up not to really express myself verbally. You know, when I masturbated, I was always silent. Every other partner never really said anything about that. It was fine. And I don't really get what the big deal is. I mean, I should be able to have my orgasm the way I have my orgasm, you know, and and I'm experiencing intense pleasure. And it's it's like it's kind of like a um a black hole, <laughs> no pun intended. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's collapsing in on itself and she's feeling this magnificent stuff. And, you know, maybe in the in the debrief she could tell him about how great it was or something. I mean, there's a way through, but in that moment there was a big disconnect. Right. It's just bad math, but it happens for all of us, right? When one person's in a gas pedal and their partner hits a brake, right? There's going to be a miss in those moments. Mm -hmm. Both of our examples with that happening, one partner's in a gas pedal, the other's in a gas pedal too, and then all of a sudden they get hit with a brake and, you know, it it changes the process. And if you can't talk about that, it's, it's just going to keep happening. So how do we get these triggers to really start to understand our brakes better? Right, it's yeah. giving us good information. I was laughing as you said that because I grew up in a house with one bathroom and eight kids. Ooh. So you learn to be really quiet, <laughs> right? So like that that's that's gonna impact you unless you kind of want to learn to do it differently. And I, we're always working towards new moves because that gives higher levels of engagement. So, you know, I think there's hope for this couple when they can both talk to each other. If she knows how important that is for him, maybe she could stretch herself. If he gets why that is what she does to feel safe in her orgasm and he wants her to be true to herself, maybe he lets go of some of that. Like the couples can compromise when they can have a conversation. But if right. you can't talk about it, if you can't get into the details, you're stuck. Exactly. And I think, you know, as therapists, we know that some of the trigger is about things that are not necessarily logical, right? There mm-hmm. are attachment issues deep down inside like when i feel blocked by you and i can't know you as thoroughly as i want to and be with you as thoroughly as i want to then i'm i'm separate and in sex particularly i want to have this sense of merger mm-hmm. you know i really want to be one with you and so behind all the triggers and the misunderstandings one of the problems and the reasons people get stuck is there are attachment longings that get triggered and blocked. So we have to be able to talk about it to see, and below all that, what did it mean? What did it mean to you when she wouldn't verbalize her orgasm? You know, like what's, you know, why is this such a big deal? And eventually I think in flexibility, you know, maybe we do like to orgasm a certain way, quietly or loudly or whatever, and it turns our partner on or off and, I always think, does it have to be that way every single time? Mm -hmm. You know, maybe one-eighth of the time 
we can do the thing that our partner really needs that isn't our favorite way to do it, but it meets their need in a new way. Mm-hmm. I know that when there's a rigid pattern, when people can't shift from a rigid pattern, it has to be this way, that there's usually attachment blocks, right? There's something mm-hmm. happening inside them. They don't feel respected. They don't feel trusted. They don't feel seen in some way. And so they can't let go or, I mean, there's a deeper issue, which is why therapy is so important to get to that. Right. Well, that's your homework assignment, everyone. Go on exploration. Get into the details of your sect act. Was it a position? Was it this pacing? Was it the timing? Was it something your partner did? Was it something you did? Get into the specifics. This is where all the energy lives in the details. This is our invitation to you. Thanks for listening. Keep it hot and specific. Call in your questions to the Foreplay Question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-MY, the number 4, play. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. This podcast is copyrighted by Foreplay Media. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.